on Sunday, August 28th, we will be having a going away party for Samantha. And uh, prepare to party. God, God commands his people to party. And uh, so if we must send Samantha off, we're going to do it the right way. Amen? Amen. Um, all right. We're going to get into the message now. Broncos won yesterday. Preseason counts. Yes, I brought that cup for that reason. All right. I will be getting discipled after service. So today we're talking about treasuring the word. Treasuring the word. We've probably heard this. This is one of my daughter's first memory verses. Thanks to you guys. Thanks to her Kingdom Kid teachers. Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light on my path. The other evening, our dear brother and sister, the Wisbees, celebrated their 10-year anniversary. Let's, let's give it up for them. <clears throat> they, had a, they had an awesome uh, picnic in the park. Uh, by the way, husbands, if you ever need ideas on how to encourage your wife, talk to Bill Wisby. I'm very blessed to have him as a neighbor. I've got, I've got ideas and ideas because of him. But a few of us helped out by making preparations, setting things up, acting as private security, this is Josh Stoner, and hanging around to, to clean up after. It must have been really romantic or something because uh, they didn't leave until after it was already dark. Everything we needed to pick up was in kind of this midst of trees, which blocked out any street light or moonlight. Luckily, another brother, Josh, came prepared with a mag light. And that mag light is not just a flashlight. <laughs> now, as a dad, I felt ashamed that I didn't keep a mag light stashed in my car. But I was sure glad he did, and I think he has more than one. Nonetheless, the flashlight lit up the entire area with ease, allowing us to see clearly so we could do our work without anxiety. God's word's like that. The truth is, life is a dark journey for most humans. We are very creative creatures, just like our maker is creative. We're made that way. But in our creativity, we try to find ways to illuminate life and by doing our own thing, uh, by trying to find out our meaning, our, our purpose, or the solution to problems around us. We're blinded to what is good and to what is evil. That's a fundamental truth we learn early on in Genesis. We choose for ourselves. And, we, and as we find tricky ways of illuminating life, we still find ourselves bumbling around. In Psalm 119... The first two verses say, Blessed are those whose ways are blameless, who walk according to the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep his statutes and seek him with all their hearts. And then in 105 it says, Your word is a lamp for my feet and a light for my path. So today, here, right now, we're settling in to Psalm 119. Okay? It's the Bible's longest chapter, by far, and it holds to a single theme, somehow. 
The theme is living in accordance with God's word. It's important to note that in this psalm, words like law, statutes, decrees, precepts, they all pop up if you've ever read Psalm 119. But they're all pointing back to Torah, God's law, God's teachings is what that means, God's teachings. These are not moral codes or requirements in the way we may think for God's people as much as God's way of saying, hey, this is how you were made to live. You should try it out. Uh, and look at Deuteronomy 30, maybe for an example of that. Choose life. Many followers of Jesus, if we're honest, we tend to have a dysfunctional relationship with God's word. We often view it as a manual, a self-help book, a science textbook, an encyclopedia, uh, or a law book, even. We often call it basic instructions before leaving earth, right? But a reading of Psalm 119 doesn't really coincide with that mentality. Rather, God's word and teachings are an expression of his heart for humanity and all of creation. That's what makes it living and active. So this morning, I'm going to stop talking. We're giving the task of sharing the largest chapter in the Bible to one of our brightest minds here, Jocelyn Lazarus. Many of us have had the pleasure of watching her grow into the brilliant, faithful young woman of God that she is today. In Psalm 119, elsewhere in verse 9, it says, How can a young person stay on the path of purity by living according to your word? Jocelyn embodies this passage. Jocelyn somehow has found a way to cling to God's words when things get tough. And if you know her, you know that. We have a lot to learn from her about this. Let's open our hearts ears, and our Bibles as we welcome Jocelyn to share. Okay. Can you guys hear me or should it? Is it good? Okay. Well, hello. Good morning. This is me. Um, I'm Jocelyn Lazarus. For those of you who do not know me, just a slight icebreaker introduction. I am 18 years old. I just graduated high school. Um, I will be attending college this fall through WSU, and I'm a little over two years old in the faith, so I'm still fresh. But today I'm very excited to speak in front of you all, and I'm very excited to just share my heart when it comes to treasuring God's word, and when it comes to what that really means, how I understand it, and how I'll express it to all of you. So bear with me. I love public speaking, but I do not get the opportunity to do it all the time. No, you're good. You're good. Yeah, so I don't, I don't get the opportunity to do it all the time. So I know you all only offer me love and compassion and understanding. So if y'all are ready to get into it, I'm ready to get into it. So soldiers have orders for combat. Musicians have notes for music. And athletes have a game plan for sports. In the same sense, believers have the word. The word is an elite and specific source of direction instruction and understanding given to us by our very own creator. A soldier would be able to last in battle, but without brutal and intense training, it's common knowledge they would most likely not survive. 
Musicians can sound pleasant and throw something together beautiful for our ears, but without the notes, they would not know when to play, how to play, or how to sound. And in the same sense, athletes, without a proper coach, would not know how to assess their enemy or the opposing team, understand their weaknesses, and then defeat them. I express these analogies to you because they are a prime example of how our relationship with scripture should be. You cannot have one without the other, and believers have the word for a reason. Like a soldier, without it, we would not be able to undergo intense and brutal training for the faith. Like a musician, we would not be able to know when or how to be guided. And lastly, like an athlete, we as disciples would not be able to assess our enemy, understand their weakness, and defeat them. The word of God is not simply a series of books thrown together over time, but it's a form of creation made to mirror its maker just like we are. It is a tool used for every condition, relationships, things that we pursue, conflicts, questions, discernments, and anything else that we deem important to us as a people. We must have an active relationship with the word to a point where we are undeniably dedicated to it when we need it, and we are desperate for it when it's the last thing that we want. So I had three verses that were on my heart. You can either turn to them or close your eyes and listen. It's up to you. So Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any double-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing, dividing asunder of soul and spirit, and of the joints and marrow, and is the discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Isaiah 55.11 so shall my word that goes out from my mouth, it shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose it to do, and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. Then the last verse, Romans 15:4, For whatever was written in the former days was written for our instruction, that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scripture we might have hope. In my own heart, I've gotten so used to pampered Christianity. I forget how accessible it is to me on a daily basis. I can open my Bible freely in public whenever I want. I'm able to Google scriptures at the touch of a button, and I have access to thousands of biblical podcasts, let alone music. And yet I still find myself in awe looking at the followers before me, like Ruth, Daniel, David, and Moses, or some of my favorites, and how they had such a different life setting as myself and they were still committed to God on such an intense set level that I don't think I'd be able to claim for myself. What drove them to be such amazing followers was God's word. Whatever form it took, whatever setting of time they were in, they invested. So going back to my analogies, soldiers have their faults. Musicians have their mishaps, and athletes have their mistakes. And if any of you didn't know, humans are imperfect. Each follower has their own setback, which keeps them from this relationship to God's word. It's what keeps you away from that wonderful boldness that you have to bring others to Christ. So if I leave you with anything, I know it was very short, but if I leave you with anything and I want you to remember, to those of you who are already heavy de heavily devoted to the word, and you already possess that boldness, teach others how to do it and show us how the word is actually active. And to those of you who want to be more devoted, like myself, and to be more undaunted by the world, find what holds you back from the scripture, dissolve it, and carry on into a more mature life that is filled with the spirit, the word, and all of its activities. Again, 
super short, but before I close out with a verse, I just wanted to say thank you for listening and opening your hearts to me. And the final verse that I wanted to share is Psalms 119, 44 through 48, which is my current favorite. I will always obey your law forever and ever. I will walk about in freedom, for I have sought your precepts. I will speak of your statutes before kings, and I will not be put to shame, for I delight in your commands, and I love them. I reach out for your commands, again which I love, that I may meditate on your decrees. Thank you. I really hope we got that recorded because we all need to hear that. That could really go on a circuit. Thank you for sharing with us, Jocelyn. God's word is like a mirror to our maker. Like, did you hear that? But did you hear that? Wow. Jocelyn leaves us, before she ended there, precisely where we are community of people in different places. Some of us have more experience, more of a, a, a deeper relationship with God's word. Some of us are just discovering that. Some of us have had that dysfunctional relationship. Some of us have worked through that dysfunctional relationship. We need one another to work through those things, to grow together. We are a community of people all in different places, and yet all in the same place at the same time. That's the church. That's the church. Different people in different places at the same place. That's what it's supposed to be. We are eclectic. Look around. We are diverse. We are plentiful in gifts, obviously. Plentiful in perspectives and experiences. We have a lot to learn about ourselves and one another. And I feel like we've only just begun. You may say we are in a time of deconstruction, and please set aside your preconceived notions of what that word might mean to you, but we are in a time of deconstruction. It's as if we've heard a funky noise coming out from the engine and pulled over to pop the hood. So what do we do? Do we pop the hood and say, yep, something's off here, and close it up and drive away? Do we change the oil and just hope that works? Pump up the tires? Do we ditch the car and just buy a new one? Or do we take the time to pull out the engine, take it apart, humble ourselves to the roots of the chal- of our challenges and restore it, allow God to restore it to something good? We all encounter times in our lives when we find ourselves walking along a dark path, disoriented, bitter, anxious, hopeless, hear these words, and that is okay. To act as if you aren't there or that doesn't happen to you is called denial. Accept it and understand it and understand it's all about where you turn to in those times, which is precisely what Jocelyn was sharing with us. At this moment, we find ourselves in a transitory time period. This is precisely the time when we may begin to get anxious. It's been a month. What's happening? It's been years, whatever. 
we might start to get anxious. We might start to grope around for any kind of light source to illuminate our path. We might start to scramble for the most convenient or comfortable solution to our problems. It's in times of fear or worry, in, in times of fear and worry, humans don't often rise to the occasion. Instead, we default to what we know. And anyone that pilots an airplane, Rob, you can fly. Mark, you know about flying. Dale Ringer, yeah. It's about training, right? Dear family, let that not be the case with us now. Let us cling to God's word, treasure it, and allow it to guide us towards the things that Psalm 119 says it does. Life, love, goodness, freedom. Let's be urgently patient. Let's be urgently patient. As we go through the process of this season, I don't know what's happening. I don't know how you're feeling, but I'm going to be bold enough to say that. Let's not blindly follow our own human wisdom, but hold on for dear life to God's word. We will not let go until he blesses us. Amen? We need to be reminded of Jesus, the very embodiment of God's word. At least that's what John 1 says, right? That's right. It's my wife the very embodiment of God's word, and how Jesus responded in times like these. Being taken into the wilderness, as we kind of sang about, works out, Paige. A place of discomfort and suffering. He was able to resist the ways of man, the temptations of humanity, all that a person could want, and he clung to God's words. Matthew 4, 4 says, Jesus answered, it's written. Man shall not live on bread alone, but from every word that comes from the mouth of God. In this time of communion that we are taking together, we gather to dwell on the way of Jesus. Jesus understood something fundamental to the human experience. And we must hear it too. God's words bring true life. That simple truth is what empowered Jesus to live a life of love, mercy, and justice. That's precisely the life that we are still offered today. If only we walk in his footsteps. Amen? Amen. We are going to pray, take communion, and sing together. Amen. Please bow your heads with me. Let's go to God. God Almighty, El Shaddai, you are our portion. As we consider our ways, we seek you with all of our hearts. While we stumble, while we may veer off the path, we will not forget your words. Even when we feel entirely entrapped by, by situations and by sin, 
Your word will break us free. Your word gives life and freedom. We run to your word. We run to Jesus. Jesus is your word. Thank you so much for him, God. And it's in his name that we pray. Amen.